Hey, what's up guys? Justin here from WWE Mentality, your favorite WWE podcast out there and about on all media platforms, whether it be Anchor, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Spotify, wherever you're listening to me right now, you're listening to the number one podcast for WWE, and that's WWE Mentality. So, as I like to do every time this week, with the exception of last week, I know I was a little neglectful last week, but as I've said, I wear many hats. Uh, but this week, I get to wear my WWE hat all week long. Um, with that being said, we're going to jump right in, as we always do on Wednesday afternoons. We're going to go ahead and jump in to recapping Raw and SmackDown. And we're also going to preview a little bit of the matches that are coming up at the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Um, so let's just uh, let's let's jump right in here. So Roman Reigns and The Miz had a match right out the gate against Bobby Lashley and Elias. Um, the way it all originally started was Roman Reigns was featured on Miz TV, and Roman Reigns was being interviewed, and The Miz was kind of acting like his old self. He was kind of acting like that little punk little brother that just talks trash. He kind of started out that way, and then Roman Reigns politely reminded him that, it's like, man, why do you got to be that guy? You're acting like the old Miz. Where's this new Miz that I saw come down the ramp and chase Shane McMahon out of the arena with a steel chair. Where's that guy, you know? And then that Miz came out. So with all that being said, they're talking back and forth. The Miz is like, you know, when we get in that steel cage, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. Bada bing, bada boom. That triggers Shane McMahon to come out. And when Shane McMahon comes out, he's like, you know what? We're going to handle this situation in a roundabout way right now. And next thing you know, here comes... Shane Mc, or, uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias to attack Shane McMahon, or excuse me, to attack The Miz and Roman Reigns from behind, in which case that sparred a tag team match that they that took place. And, um, well, it all ended in no disqualification when Shane McMahon jumps in the ring and attacks The Miz to make it disqualified, and then all heck breaks loose and it just goes nuts. So, Roman Reigns and The Miz defeated Bobby Lashley and Elias via disqualification. Mojo Rawley has come back, and he's got some sort of, he's got a different image about him now, man, and I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of digging it. Um, he needed a little bit of a revamp, and, and he's getting it. He's getting a revamp. So, I, I'm liking this new, um, this new Mojo Rawley that has come out. He's got more of an edge, more of a fire to him. However, he had a match with Apollo Crews, in which he beat Apollo Crews. But I'm going to be completely honest. I'd like to see Apollo Crews get a push. I think that he is a great wrestler. I, I don't know about his mic skills. I don't know if he's got much of mic skills. But he's, he's great in the ring. He's a great performer. I'd like to see him get a push. I wish he was part of the Money in the Bank ladder match, but he's not. So we're going to see how this all transpires after Money in the Bank because... It, uh, it, it could go, it, this could potentially go somewhere for Mojo Raleigh. So Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans, they do their double contract signing with Becky Lynch. And I am on the Lacey Evans bandwagon, y'all. I think Lacey Evans has the potential to be a fantastic superstar. And I love this push that she's gotten right out the gate. Do I, you know, my heart wants her to win at the Money in the Bank ladder match, or Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up in on Sunday in Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut. Um, my, my heart wants her to win. My head says it's not likely. But she and Charlotte had that double contract signing with Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. 
and you know a lot of trash talk exchanged, a lot of this, that, and the other. And of course, it seemed like Charlotte and Lacey Evans were on the same page. And Charlotte and Lacey was like, "Honey, I don't want to get this nice dress dirty." And then next thing you know, Becky antagonizes her a little bit more, and then she attacks her. Well, they all end up attacking. Becky gets the short end of the stick when it's all said and done. Um, you know, they fight back and forth in the ring a little bit, and the next thing you know, here comes Becky Lynch, basically powerbombed by Charlotte Flair through the table in which they did the contract signing on, and then everything kind of fades out, and you see, I love how uh, when the match is over, whenever anything's done, Lacey Evans pulls that tissue out and kind of dabs it on her head, like all, you know, walk like lady. Like, I don't know, I'm a fan. I'm on the Lacey Evans bandwagon. That's my girl. Uh, my buddy JR over at Bump the Mat, he would probably disagree with me, but I'm on that bandwagon. I, you know, it's one of those things. I, um, I think she's great. He's a big Charlotte Flair fan. I am not. I mean, I like her. She's a great wrestler, but I'm, I'm not as big a fan as I am of Lacey Evans. I'm sorry. Nah, actually, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag, hashtag. Uh, Baron Corbin, a couple of the individuals that are in the Money in the Bank ladder match coming up in on Sunday. Baron Corbin and Ricochet had a match, and it was kind of Baron Corbin. He beat Ricochet, and he, he kind of beat him outright. I don't really know that there was much uh, going on to cheat in that match, as Baron Corbin tends to do in most cases. But um, he uh, is trying to gain momentum. Who's going to gain the momentum going forward into the Money in the Bank ladder match taking place this coming Sunday? Um, so there was a fatal four-way match in which, for one reason or another, Alexa Bliss, she was trying to shoot jabs at uh, the Englishmen and women over in London because that's where Monday Night Raw and SmackDown were at the O2 Arena in London. And uh, she didn't get much of a crowd reaction about how she's like, I'm American and you better not lose my luggage and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, out comes Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross has been assigned to the Raw brand which I'll talk more about the brand split coming up in a little bit, but she's like, uh, you know, Alexa basically tells Nikki Cross that she's going to fill in for her because she doesn't have her ring gear. So that's what happens. Nikki Cross fills in for Alexa Bliss and Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, and Nikki Cross all, you know, get in the ring and Nikki Cross ends up beating them all. Okay? Gives some good momentum going forward. Now, I think there's going to be some... I think it's going to be interesting, this Money in the Bank ladder match, because anything goes. Anybody can disrupt it. I feel like Nikki Cross is going to end up disrupting the match. And maybe, all right, here's kind of a shot in the dark. Nikki Cross disrupts the match, helps Alexa Bliss win the match, and then challenges Alexa Bliss at the next pay-per-view for her Money in the Bank contract and then takes it from her. That's a possibility of something that might could happen. I don't know. Um, I still, my heart says Dana Brooke is going to win, but my head is saying Mandy Rose, and that's just kind of where I'm at with that right now, and I'll talk more about Mandy Rose coming up uh, when I do my SmackDown segment, but yeah, Nikki Cross defeated Italia, Naomi, and Dana Brooke uh, in a fatal four-way to gain momentum going into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, Rey Mysterio and Cesaro, like Rey Mysterio uh, and Cesaro, well, Rey Mysterio's got that match with Samoa Joe at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view for the United States Championship but Cesaro's kind of in limbo. I think they're honestly waiting for a full detailed report on what's going on with Sheamus before they really assign him to any sort of uh, singles action that is of significance. Does that make any sense? Like, he's not going to be... He's kind of in limbo, doing some matches here and there just to remain on the main card, not 
for any sort of, not vying for any position just yet. But I'm going to be honest, like Apollo Crews, I want to see Cesaro get a push. Cesaro has been a tag team competitor for the longest time, you know? That's just all he's ever done is tag team stuff. He's never really had much of a singles career that I'm aware of. Okay, now there I got some ignorance in there for the simple fact that there was a period of time where I didn't watch wrestling. But from what I've gathered, from what I understand, Cesaro has never really had much of a singles career. I'd like to see him get a singles career, and I'd like to see what kind of push that they would give him with a singles career. But right now, they're still waiting to see what's going on with Sheamus to determine whether or not he will remain a singles competitor or if he's going to team back up with Sheamus after Sheamus gets cleared of... Uh, his injuries. Now, they're saying that Sheamus may have to retire his in-ring career, but I'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Man, what a sinister twist of things with Bray Wyatt. He revealed his secret on the Firefly Funhouse. Now, he's like, I have a little secret. And, uh, of course, uh, the Ramblin' Rabbit, he's back. And then Mercy the Buzzard, uh, he's talking. And then that little creepy doll... Uh, in the background there, it's like, you woke me up for this? It sounds like a dude. But anyway, he's like, I have a secret. And I need all you little fireflies to help me with my secret. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, he's like, wow-wee. And I mean, well, he turns around and he's got this creepy, it's like a clown mask. Um, like this clown, it's almost like a, the, the most sinister looking clown you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you think about the clown from uh, It, whatever his name is. I've never really seen that movie, to be honest. But if you think about that clown, you, but much, much worse looking. Um, definitely the creepiest clown I think I've ever seen. And he's got this clown mask on. And it's like, uh, it's, it's yowie wowie indeed. That's what he says when he comes back as this ghoulish figure in striped pants. I mean, he's, he's very, very dark, demonic. It's like the most, it's like a demonic clown, best way to put it. You think about a demonic clown that does, that looks worse than the clown from It, that's what you've got. You've got Bray Wyatt's new character. Um, when is he going to make an appearance in the ring? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm willing to bet there's going to be some more spill out from this, uh, from the Firefly Funhouse and this new character that Bray Wyatt has created um, at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So we'll see what happens there. But then a uh, little backstory. Back behind the scenes, uh, Sami Zayn was talking to Shane McMahon and was like not crazy about being thrown in the dumpster last week by Braun Strowman. And so he's like, hey, Braun, how about we have a Falls Count Anywhere match and a no disqualification match, you know, blah, 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 and we do it tonight, and the winner gets to uh, be, take, you know, if I win, I get to take your place in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Man, okay, so Braun agrees to it. And, of course, to me, that's a way of saying, all right, Braun's no longer going to be in this match for one reason or another. Why? Still undetermined, to be honest. Um... I can't figure out what the angle is here, but Sami Zayn ended up winning the match after it was disrupted by Baron Corbin. He came out and helped Sami Zayn. He also came out, or uh, Drew McIntyre came out and helped Sami Zayn because the original match was supposed to be Baron, or Braun Strowman against Drew McIntyre. But Drew McIntyre came out and helped Sami Zayn. They basically, and when it was all said and done after getting beaten, battered, and bruised with every piece of equipment in that in, in that building, 
They drug Sami Zayn on top of Braun Strowman, and then each one of them laid on top of Braun Strowman to make sure he wouldn't kick out. Well, then they all get up. Sami Zayn, they all go backstage. And then when Braun gets up, they throw Sami Zayn back out there through the, the, the entrance to the ring or the entrance to the arena. And um, next thing you know, he's getting put through a table by Braun Strowman to end the night. That's what happened on Monday Night Raw. So that will bring us that close for Raw and all. I mean, giving it to Sami Zayn to go to the Money in the Bank ladder match what are they going to do with Braun Strowman now see I hate the way they treat Braun Strowman they better creative better have something good for Braun Strowman because honestly he gets screwed so much and it's just to me it is so heartbreaking how screwed he gets but I'll talk about that later on um but after a short message from our sponsor, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll come back and we're going to talk about SmackDown Live and what happened last night and what could happen at Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I'm going to talk more about that coming up in just a little bit. Hey there, I'm Justin, the host of your favorite wrestling podcast, WWE Mentality. And have you ever thought about starting your very own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground... I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to this question and every question is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing this right now by reading this ad. Anchor has been super easy for me to use ever since I downloaded it just a few weeks ago. And I'm very, very glad that I did so because it's enabled me to be able to start talking about something that I love, which is wrestling. So if you want to start a podcast and get and make money at it, go to anchor.fm slash start that's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor that's anchor.fm slash start i can't wait to hear your podcast and welcome back to wwe mentality i'm your host justin bringing you all what's taking place this week on WWE and all things WWE re- related because, well, this is WWE mentality. I want to thank you for listening. If you caught my Raw segment, you know you learned everything that took place on Monday Night Raw in case you weren't able to watch it and just the different things and the, the different ways things were done and how I feel like Braun Strowman is getting screwed and how I think that Nikki Cross is actually going to get double-crossed by... Alexa Bliss, but we'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit. But SmackDown Live took place last night from the same place, the O2 Arena in London. And, well, let's see here. Kicking off the show, we had Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns playing this wild card thing or whatnot. Then asked The Miz to come back out. And Miz had been sent over to Monday Night Raw, but now they're playing on both sides. They are playing on Monday Night Raw. Excuse me, and they're playing on SmackDown Live. So here comes The Miz, and of course, it kind of starts out the same exact way that it did Monday Night Raw. 
fairly, fairly identical with a few minor differences. But it was about the same way it all started out. Start out talking trash. Here comes Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's like, well, you know what, Miz? I know some people that don't like you either. So Shane McMahon has, uh, well, he comes out with Elias. First of all, Elias and him are walking down the ramp, and they're like, we're going to handle business with you two. And they start walking towards the ramp. They're like, wait, I know some more people that don't like you, Miz. Out comes Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan, your current tag team champions for SmackDown Live. Well, then they all run to the ring and they start ambushing. Well, they kind of circle the ring like in an in ambush style. And then one, two, three, they all jump in the ring and go after Roman Reigns and The Miz. And, of course, the Roman Reigns and The Miz start end up getting the messy end of the stick, for lack of better terms. And then here come the Usos. Oh, the Usos taking advantage of the wild card rule. They run into the ring and they attack Daniel Bryan as well as Eric Rowan. In which case, after all said and done and all the everything gets quieted and calmed down, and they get chased out of the ring. You know, Eric Rowan and all of them, they all get chased out. Shane McMahon, Elias, and Daniel Bryan. They go backstage and they're like, man, we're going to stand for this. We didn't sign up for this. Blah, 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 blah. So the next thing you know, Shane McMahon's like, well, all right, here's what we're going to do. Us four, Elias, Shane McMahon, Eric Rowan, or they just call him Rowan now, excuse me, Daniel Bryan, we're going to have a match against the Usos and Roman Reigns and The Miz is barred from ringside. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. The Miz is going to be barred from ringside. If he tries to even interrupt this match that we're about to have, the cage match is canceled at Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it just like that, and that's how it's going to be done. All right, so... That is something that is going to happen coming up in the show. But Andrade defeated Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, and Randy Orton in a fatal four-way match to gain momentum going into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. About the same thing that happened on Monday Night Raw with the women's. It's all about those individuals that are in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, the women's and the men's matches, gaining momentum going into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view matches. So, all that being said everybody's I mean it's still it's to me it's anybody's game still does that make sense like to me it's anybody's game when it comes to those matches you can pick up momentum any way you see fit you might think you're getting momentum but to be honest with you let me see who was it that had the momentum going into it last year I want to say it was like Charlotte Flair or somebody and then Carmella won wasn't that last year no 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 that was two years ago last year was Alexa Bliss who thought she was going to win? Nobody. And she didn't have the momentum, quote-unquote momentum, going into the Money in the Bank ladder match, but she ended up winning. See, to me, this momentum thing is a waste of time. Just let them fight. You know, find a different way to gain momentum. Anyway, so Andrade gained momentum going into the Money in the Bank ladder match this coming Sunday in Hartford. Hartford, excuse me. I always say that wrong. Hartford, Connecticut. All right, so Shane McMahon, Elias, and Daniel Bryan, they did end up defeating Roman Reigns and the Usos. Shane McMahon, Elias, Daniel Bryan, and Rowan defeated Roman Reigns and the Usos. They kind of beat them fair and square. I mean, on a four-on-three handicap match, handicap rules, all that stuff in place, they beat them fair and square. But when the match was over, here comes Shane McMahon, or here comes, um, not Shane, what am I thinking? The Miz, and he chases Shane McMahon all around again, and then they beat each other with chairs, and they do all that anyway. Chases them out of the arena. The same song and dance it's been for the last couple of weeks. Shane McMahon being chased by 
The Miz with a chair. Same song and dance. No difference. To me, it's getting a little lame, and that's why I can see where people are frowning on WWE right now uh, and saying that the viewership's down, the ratings are down, because it's the same song and dance. Change it up a little bit. He doesn't have to chase him with a chair every time you turn around. Chase him with a barbed wire bat. Make him trap him backstage, kind of like he did last week, and beat him with a steel chair while he's trying to get a limo. But then again, I mean, we got to find a different way to do things, guys. Me, I will forever watch WWE. I will be loyal to uh, the entertainment sport that they are. But you got some that are like, man, this is not worth it anymore. I'm going to change. I'm going to switch channels, man. But I'm a loyalist, you know, when it comes to that type of thing. I'll remain loyal to WWE. But anyway, pressing on. We digress. We need to press forward. Uh, the Kabaka, the Kub Kabuki Warriors, which are Kyrie Sane and Asuka, they beat Mandy Rose, Rose and Sonya Deville. And what I somewhat called and predicted, I think is going to take place. I'd said when I uh, previewed this match back on Monday that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, there's going to be a little bit of a discrepancy between those two. Now, it didn't really go down like that last night. However, at the end of the match, Sonya Deville could have very much won the match by pinning, I believe it was Kyrie Sane, and rolled her up. But Mandy Rose tagged herself in. It's like, I got this. And then when Mandy Rose got in, she got rolled up. Actually, it might have been Asuka. I can't remember which one it was now. But Mandy Rose lost the match for her and Sonya Deville against the Kabuki Warriors, which are Kairi Zane and Asuka. So, what the heck? I got a feeling this is going to cause, like I said, I think Mandy Rose, my heart says Dana Brooke. My head says Mandy Rose is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. And this is going to cause a rift between her and Sonya Deville. And that's going to be something that starts to build up in due time. Because to be honest with you, I, they're a good tag team, but I think they would do even better as singles competitors. Just my opinion, I think that they would do better as single competitors, okay? But right now they're tag team, and I think that this might be the beginning of the demise for those two because Mandy Rose, is. this isn't the first time she's lost the match for her and Sonya Deville. So, Kevin Owens' show, it got a little wild with Kofi Kingston as the guest. So, Kofi Kingston makes his way out to the ring, gets out there, and then Kevin Owens appears on the Titantron, and a bunch of trash talk ensues to where he's like, man, if you're going to you gonna stay backstage and talk that trash, you're going to come out here. And then Kevin Owens, like, yeah, I'll come out there. Then he disappears off the screen. And then, of course, they come down to the ring, and he starts walking back and forth, back and forth, like he's going to jump in the ring. And, well, Kofi Kingston gets tired of that, and he goes and attacks Kevin Owens. Well, then, lo and behold, here comes Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is now part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. If you watch Monday Night Raw, you would know that. Sami Zayn helps Kevin Owens, their besties, and he attacks Kofi Kingston. Well, here comes Xavier Woods, and Xavier Woods tries and tries to help to no avail. And then, you know, you just proceed to see the crap getting beat out of Kofi Kingston. Bottom line, the end. Um, there was no mention. I mean, I didn't see Carmella last night. Um, if she was there, I didn't see her. Uh, but there was just no, uh, nothing really gravitating that grabbed me, grabbed a hold of me and helped and kept me grounded about SmackDown Live last night. <coughs> there was really nothing that just took a hold of me and just made me really interested in what was going to go down on SmackDown Live. Um, other than the fact that 
All reload road roads are leading right now to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And uh, my buddy JR and I have bumped the mat. We're going to get together. I was trying to do it on Saturday, but our schedules just aren't matching up. So Sunday afternoon, we're going to get together at Jack Brown's Beer and Burger Joint in Kittleville Hills, North Carolina. Uh, at milepost 8, and we're going to do a... Um, a podcast to see who our who we think is going to win the matches at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. With that being said, I'm going to give you a quick little rundown of the matches that are to take place. So kicking off the show, in the, in the kickoff show, we're going to see the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Daniel Bryan and Rowan take on the Usos. And also a cruiserweight bout is going to take place as well between Tony Nese and Arya Deveria. Or somebody. I don't know. I don't watch cruiserweights. Uh, United States champion. Now, this is in the main card. Samoa Joe is going to take on Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm not going to give my predictions. I'm just going to give you the card right now. Uh, the men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches will take place soon after. I don't know if this is the exact order, though, so don't quote me on a lot of this. This is just the matches themselves. Um, Raw and SmackDown women's champion. Becky Lynch take on Lacey Evans. The Miz is going to take on Shane McMahon in the steel cage. Roman Reigns takes on Elias in a singles uh, fall match. Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens have a singles match. And Seth Rollins and AJ Styles will have a singles match. And then Becky Lynch is going to take on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. Charlotte or Becky will not walk out Becky two belts. I'm going to go ahead and say that. But JR and I from Bump the Mat podcast are going to go through our predictions on Sunday afternoon. I'm also going to petition. I'm going to send an email to my boss uh, from Jam Media Solutions, Jonathan Mason. I'm going to email him and ask him to email me his predictions on what's going to happen in the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, if he is able to uh, because I'd like to include him in all this too because I mean, he's a big wrestling fan and I would like to include Jonathan Mason in all of this as well. Uh, with that being said, just a couple backstage rumors I'm going to clear up real quick. Uh, I'm not really clearing them up. I'm just going to kind of address them. Um, like I said uh, on Monday, Fox and USA Networks are putting the pressure on Vince McMahon to end the brand split. I think it's it's all about ratings. And you got to understand something. That's all these people look at. For me, it's, it's about the superstars. It's about the talent. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see good talent getting squashed down because of having to share time on TV, you know, that type of thing. But USA and Fox, they want ratings. They want the ratings to go up. Fox has a lot of money invested in WWE to move SmackDown to Fox in the fall. A lot of that, I think, uh, hinged on... Oh, gosh, I just drew a blank. I'm looking at her. Ronda Rousey. A lot of that hinged on Ronda Rousey's availability, and she... She's out. She's gone. Not saying her contract's over. She's just gone for the time being. And from what I understand, with the injury that she sustained and the comments that she's made about wanting to have kids, she may be out for quite some time. It's really, really hard to tell. But the pressure's on Vince McMahon to end the brand split. That's why they're doing this wild card thing. He's trying to save that, and I respect it. By doing the wild card thing, he's trying to save it as much as he can to keep from you know the brand split from uh, dissipating and from ending it. But if the ratings don't go up, the brand split may be inevitable, you know, to end it. So we'll see. Uh, Lars Sullivan apparently in the past has made some pretty interesting comments. That's why you didn't see him last night and you didn't see him Monday night. 
Lars Sullivan apparently has made some comments in uh, in the past before he got into WWE that were considered a little off color. Uh, he has been fined $100,000 for these comments. He has issued a public apology. And um, I believe that is uh, the extent of what is going on with him. But if you noticed, you didn't see him on SmackDown or Raw coming out and attacking anyone. Um, he may appear at Money in the Bank ladder match. It's still up in the air. Um, and here's something that's kind of an interesting thing. The Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia on June 7th. The Undertaker is taking on Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. That was announced like 20 minutes after I ended my podcast on Monday. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Y'all couldn't have done this earlier so I could have talked about it? Um, two, two legends going head-to-head in Saudi Arabia. I think it's a great idea. Um, they've never been in the ring together before that I'm aware of or against each other. Um, but it's all for them. It's, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's to keep good money coming from Saudi Arabia. I guess Saudi Arabia pays the WWE a lot of money to do shows over there. So, you know, there's been some controversy in the past regarding, you know, superstars going to Saudi Arabia with some different things that have taken place between the United States and Saudi Arabia. But, again, you can't argue with, you know, when when they want to pay the money, Vince McMahon will gladly take it. Other than that, still haven't heard anything out of our girl there, the boss, the legit boss. (coughs) Excuse me, Sasha, Sasha Banks. I still haven't heard anything out of her in quite some time. What's her deal? Man, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The longer she stays out, the worse off it's going to be. I got a feeling that her career is pretty much history. Um, but we'll talk more about that. I might bring that up to my buddy JR over at Bump the Mat. Don't forget about JR at Bump the Mat. Bump the Mat, his podcast, he definitely puts a lot of heart and soul into it and a lot of energy. And he also, very knowledgeable source when it comes to WWE. He'll, uh, he'll put things in different perspectives for me and things I never thought about. So, love JR. Good guy. He just had a birthday the other day. And I'm going to get with him on Sunday. So, try to tune into my podcast. I'll get it up as soon as I can. Sunday afternoon before Money in the Bank pay-per-view even starts. I'm going to try to have it up by about 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was going to try to do it on Saturday, but we couldn't get our schedules to match up. So, maybe in the future we'll, we'll be able to do that. But... Don't forget, Money in the Bank pay-per-view available on the WWE Network this coming Sunday. Coverage kickoff show starts at 5, I think. It's either 5 or 6, the kickoff show. I think it's 5. So when that'll kick. Main card starts at 7 o'clock, and uh, it's going to be a great pay-per-view. I've been looking forward to this pay-per-view quite some time. It's always one that's fun to watch for me uh, because there's different elements to it. Like, there's a cage match this year. The ladders and everything involved. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of those types of elements being involved in matches, you know? Uh, it takes me back to my days watching Attitude Era-style stuff. It's 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 good nostalgia for me, I guess we could call it. But anyway, that's all taking place this coming Sunday exclusively on the WWE Network. So keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to get on out of here. I'll be back to one more special podcast on Sunday, like I said, with my buddy JR from Bump the Mat. Uh, we're going to do one and it, in that is going to cover our thoughts and picks for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So be listening for that coming up on Sunday. Uh, Otherwise, don't forget obxtoday.com. obxtoday.com is your hub for all things Outer Banks. And if you don't know where the Outer Banks is, it's the east, northeast coast of North Carolina. It's where I live. It's my home. Same thing with JR. That's where he lives. It's his home. 
And um, all that being said, you can find, you go to multimedia section, you can find my podcast right there as well. So thank you for listening. As I always like to say, keep slamming, and we'll catch you on the flip side.